0: And welcome back, everyone. This is the Exxon. I am Rob McConnell, and we're coming to you from our broadcast center in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada, on the iHeart Radio system, Talkstar Radio Network, Mutual Broadcast Network, and across Europe and Asia on Euro Radio TV. If you'd like to send me an email, exxon at exxonradiotv.com, on all social media sites, TV. And of course, if you'd like to find out about the great programming we have available for you, 724-365 on the Exome Broadcast Network, www.xzbn.net. My guest this hour is Mark Davidson, who is the author of Daniel Revisited, published by Thomas Nelson. He is a follower of Jesus Christ, being a lifelong student of the Bible. Uh, world history and geopolitics. He has connected the dots, yielding a new interpretation of Daniel, which is being proven by current events. Mark is a graduate, a uh, decreed aerospace engineer, having worked with over 30 years in the defense and space industries. He and his wife live in beautiful state of Colorado. His website, Forsignpost.com. And Mark, welcome to the Exone.
2: Oh, thanks for having me, Rob.
0: Mark, um... Uh, since you since you're since you're a man of faith, I have to ask you, are we in the end days?
2: We sure are uh, in fact, the theory the new interpretation that I found in Daniel mm-hmm. shows that we are because it predicts four events, and one of them has already occurred
0: and which event was that, my friend
2: that event was the end time nation ruling the area of Babylon, and that would be Iraq that its government was going to have to be changed from something brutal to something. Civilized. Mm-hmm. Daniel 7 uh, hints at this, and uh, it happened back in 2003, and it's uh, still a democracy today.
0: Tell me about Iran's great invasion.
2: Well, this is a place where Daniel 8 uh, mm-hmm. seems to be showing us what uh, the Iranian re- regime and the IRGC have been saying they've been wanting to do since 1979, and that's to spread out across the Middle East, invade and occupy every Muslim nation that they can, and instill their Shia revolution on all of them. Uh, and this is to cause chaos so that their next imam, their messiah, would appear. Um,
0: how, has been, how has the Bible been so dead-on with these predictions?
2: Well, it's God's Word. He, uh, God, and in fact, it's, it's amazing how, uh, what kind of detail God puts in these prophecies, like the one in Psalm 22 about mm-hmm. the, uh, the Messiah, his, you know, his hands and feet being pierced and them gambling for his clothes. It's just amazing. And uh, Daniel 8 has been passed over as being, in to, as being you know back in ancient times, fulfilled by Alexander the Great in the Persian Empire, because three important verses have been ignored or glossed over.
0: And which verses are there?
2: Well, that would be Daniel 8, uh, verses 17, 19, and 26. And they all say that the vision of the ram and the goat are to uh, occur in the end time, that these this vision pertains to the end time. Mm-hmm. And uh, so that would probably be now. You
0: know, from the cover of your book, it looks like that Iran will be invaded, or I should say Iran will invade the Middle East. Is this correct?
2: Correct. Uh, If you just follow the text of Daniel 8 and Mm -hmm. just apply it to the end times, it has ready application to, you know, all the geopolitics of today. Um, In fact, uh, like, for instance, why do I think Iran will be next? Not to uh, get too far ahead here, but it's because of the fact that these three verses tell us it's in the end time, Mm And in the uh, text of Daniel 8, telling us about what the Persian ram will do, it's, our, it's already done one of those things, too. It's already done the first thing. And so the very next thing is the invasion.
0: So what was the first thing?
2: The first thing was where Daniel was sitting in Susa, mm-hmm. watching a ram just standing there, and he saw that the, um, the ram had two very long horns, mm-hmm. and that the second horn was longer and was growing up later. Um, and that's exactly how the Iranian regime can be described. Back in 1979, when the position of supreme leader was established, it uh, the supreme leader was considered to have the voice of God. He was the representative of God, uh, like the Pope was for Roman Catholics for you know many centuries. Right. Um, and so, long horns. Horns represent power, and a long horn represents absolute power. And so, the supreme leader had, or still has, absolute power in Iran. Um, but then at the same time, there was a small stubby horn, which you could think of as the IRGC, the Iranian Revolutionary Guard Corps. All right. And uh, it Mar- had a twofold mission. The Mar- first was to defend the Supreme mm-hmm. Leader.
0: Mark, you and I have to take and- a break. Please stand by. Oh, okay. Exo Nation, Mark Davidson is my guest. And we'll both be back on the other side of this break as we continue here in the Exxon from our broadcast center in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Don't go away. Exonation, welcome back. Mark Davidson is my guest this hour. His website is Forsignposts.com, dot and we're talking about Iran's great invasion. Mark, what was it that uh, drew you so close to the Bible? What the Bible has to to say, and what was your fascination with the Book of, D- of Daniel?
2: Uh, it's kind of a long story, but let's see if I can make it shorter. I was raised in churches all my life and mm-hmm. read Hal Lindsey's material on like late great planet Earth and yeah. prophecy and so forth. But as I got older into adulthood, I fell away from the church and I didn't think of God and I was just pursuing my own thing. And it was in 1997 that Christ grabbed me, showed me He had to be my God. I had to throw away my idols and repent. And I followed Him wholeheartedly from that point on. And so then it was uh, hadn't thought of prophecy at all. I was just concerned with following Him and learning who He was and is and how He operates, and uh, getting to know my Savior, and then 9-11 happened, and I just felt in my soul like, I'm missing something here. You know, we have this idea of what the end times is supposed to be like, but they're flying planes into our buildings. This isn't supposed to happen, supposedly. So I asked the Lord for wisdom. I asked Him, Lord, you seem I know You're in control, and You seem to have this plan. It doesn't seem to be what we think it is. Would You please show me what Your plan is? What are You doing? And he put me on this path of research, and uh, I've written about this path both in the book Daniel Revisited as well as on my blog. Mm-hmm. Uh, but one thing led to another, and I discovered um, the signposts, the four signposts, uh, in Daniel 7 and 8. It shows that uh, these uh, visions are end time, not, not ancient. And uh, it even showed the uh, four horsemen as uh, hinting that they were involved as well, since their colors are the same colors as Islam. And they're given authority in uh, Revelation 6-8 over a quarter of the earth, and Islam is a quarter of the earth. So, um, anyway, in Dan Revisit, I go into much detail about that. Uh, but that's how, that's how I got interested. It was just simply, things didn't seem to be going along mm-hmm. the way they were, and so I asked the Lord for wisdom.
0: You see, I put a different spin on the end times, as well as using the, the fateful day of September the 11th. I look at the four horsemen of the apocalypse as those four aircraft that were used in that day's attack.
2: That's an interesting thought.
0: Yeah. Um, what supports your opinion that an invasion by Iran or Iran will be next?
2: Well, as uh, in the last se- session, we were talking about those three verses, mm-hmm. Daniel 8, 17, 19, and 26, saying that the vision of the ram and goat pertains to the end time, and popular theology has pretty much ignored those verses. Secondly, uh, Daniel saw the second horn growing up longer and later, mm-hmm. and that was the Iranian Revolutionary Guard Corps. And their mission was to protect the revolution, protect Supreme Leader, and spread the revolution. And starting off as just a bodyguard to the Supreme Leader, when the uh, Iran Iraq War came, Saddam invaded Iran. Uh, they grew in strength. They took over the military. Then they took over intelligence and in the, half the economy. And they took over intelligence and in, uh, uh, politics, even you know, helping to get Ahmadinejad elected so today experts on iran think the irgc supreme leader who's stronger well it might be the irgc but they both need each other um the irgc needs the supreme leader for uh, religious legitimacy and the supreme leader needs the irgc for protection because eighty percent of iranians don't like him um and so since that happened in verse three of chapter eight verse four is the very next thing you know after the second horn grows longer it runs out to the north and the west and the south. So that's why I believe it's next. There's also indicators in other scriptures in Daniel Revisited that also support that idea. But I try to keep it short and sweet mm-hmm. for uh, Iran's great invasion. So,
0: but how do we know this just isn't purely coincidence?
2: It could be. It could be coincidence. But uh, the fact that in Daniel 7, the lion with wings is made to stand and its mind is changed by some force, Mm-hmm. Um, we know that that line with wings in Daniel 7 is, ne- is Babylon because of the picture of Nebuchadnezzar in Daniel 4. You know, it, he was given the mind of a beast and then restored to being a man. So it's kind of an archetype, kind of a, a figure for Babylon, if you will. And ever since Daniel lived in 500 B.C., we've been waiting because Daniel seven seventeen says that the beasts are four kings that will arise from the earth. So we've been waiting from Daniel, uh, waiting from uh, 500 BC for a government of a nation ruling Babylon to change from something brutal to something civilized, something you know nice, uh, if you will, um, which is democracy, uh, relatively speaking. And that hasn't happened. Uh, Persian Empire, uh, Parthian Empire, Seleucid Empire, all the various caliphates of uh, the Muslim realm. Nothing's ever changed. It's all dictatorships or, or brutal. And uh, so the only thing we have that's happened like this is with Saddam Hussein's removal in 2003.
0: But how can we take the Bible, and, and if you'll excuse the expression, I'm going to play the devil's advocate here. Sure. How can we take what the Bible says that was written so many years ago by, by societies that are totally different from the Western societies? Like the Middle East has had war Consist- you know, consistently, they are mm-hmm. a war people. Yes. So how can we, how can we look with any certainty at the predictions within the Bible, and say, well, it also applies to Asia, it also applies to North America, South America, Australia, when there is no. There is no empirical proof that, any of the, of the predictions in the Bible apply to anything outside of the Middle East.
2: That's true. Well, we have we have 300 verses of prophecy in the Bible talking about Christ's first return, and it was fairly specific. Mm-hmm. Um, we also have the promises in his word for us individual believers, you know, like uh, Philippians 4, 6, do not be anxious about anything. Um, but, you know, bring your concerns to him. Uh, so likewise, here we have Daniel 8 saying it's going to be in the end time, and we have... You know, Daniel 8.20 says this ram represents the kings of the Persians and the Medes, and uh, uh, the goat represents the uh, king of Yavin, Javin, or Greece, as our English Bibles say, but it's actually the children of Yavin, which includes Greece as well as Turkey. Um, so if you, if you know your geopolitics, if you studied history, then you can see how all of these things connect in, in Daniel. Now, uh, you said everything's in the Middle East. It is prophecy and the bible and mm-hmm. god's plans for salvation is israel centric it's all it's all about the middle east
0: but it, it doesn't that go against the very premise of of the deity being god and what god wanted and what god was supposed to be for example he is the father of all according to the believers so why would it only be centered on the middle east instead of the entire world that he alleges to have created based on the four first books, especially the book of Genesis that that was written by Moses. It doesn't say, I created the Middle East. I created just the, the, the Israelites and those within the Middle East. He created the heavens and the earth. Why then does he just focus in on the Middle East? Or is it just because the authors had no concept of what was outside of that realm of the area they were writing about?
2: That's a good question. First of all, the, uh, the great commission that Christ gave was to us, to the Jews, and not to us Gentiles, to take the gospel to the ends of the earth. Mm-hmm. So we do know it's supposed to go global. But as far as the details of his plan of salvation, about his return, I mean, it does say in Zechariah, he, his feet will touch down on the Mount of Olives, east of Jerusalem. You know, if that's not Israel-centric, I don't know what else is. Um, he will return to Jerusalem and rule from Jerusalem. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yes, his his plans as far as how he's going to rule the world, how he's going to return, what's going to happen geopolitically, um, uh, is all Middle East. In fact, in Zechariah it says, the Lord uh, God says that I will terrorize the nations that winnowed Israel. Mm-hmm. Um, that's in uh, Zechariah six, and the nations that winnowed Israel, that you know persecuted them or had them leave their country or tried to kill them or destroy them are the nations today of, you know, Egypt, Syria, Turkey, Iraq, Iran, Saudi Arabia, you know, representing those nations, and that those are the ones that are going to be terrorized. And so uh, Iran's second, the second signpost, Iran's great invasion, is going to be touching most of those nations. And that's just the first step. You know, there's going to be a, uh, Turkish counterattack, and then there's going to be another great war after that, uh, these four signposts show.
0: All right, I, I understand the, the philosophy behind the belief. However, when you look at the world stage, it does not make sense. How so? Well, very simple. Here you've got a book that was written by a Hebrew person based on the Word of God. The first four books of the Bible are the Torah, Right five yes okay first five now in the in the book of genesis it says that god created the heavens and the earth and i'm not going to bore you with with the entire chapter but we are made in his likeness in his image therefore is it possible that the philosophical outlook of the book of genesis is to let us know that we all have the ability to be a God, which is a creator, an understander, a person who loves, a person who hates, within each and every one of us, and that, in fact, there is no deity called God.
2: Well, God created the heavens and the earth, so therefore he exists, and he told Adam and Eve, after they fell, mm-hmm. that uh, he was going to send the seed of the woman, who will crush the seed of the serpent. Um, Right, there was right, no detail as to where that might happen or when yeah. that might happen, but oh. it was for all human beings.
0: But we're talking philosophically here.
2: Well, I assume the Word of God, the Bible, is the Word of God. It's accurate, it's inerrant,
0: oh, but, Okay. It's if if Okay, oh. if God is the all-being power, and you uh-huh. know, I, I respect everyone's belief. I just have a lot of questions. I a- and the question is, If God is our father and the father of the Jews, the father of the Gentiles, the father of the of the 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 Arabs, the father of the Greeks, the father of Uh the Asians and the list goes on and on. Right. Why then did he kill his own children? Like, that's not very father like, in my opinion. Like, you know, I'm I'm a father. Uh I would never ever think of of harming my child, no matter what. He or she did. And yet, throughout the Bible, hey, if you didn't do it God's way, it was God's way or the highway, it's, you know, Sodom and Gomorrah, when he, when he saved the, the family of Noah and his family and destroyed everything, including animals, except for whatever was on that ark. That doesn't seem to be like a very compassionate, understanding father to me. And yet, why do people revere him? Is it fear? Is it love? Or is it respect?
2: Well, I could uh, go on for an hour or two and talk about my own personal relationship with him. When he showed up personally and powerfully, I could, I could tell you story after story after story of how he showed up. I mean, I can give you one little little sure. story if you
0: want. Sure. We've got about a minute before I take my next break.
2: All right. Um, uh, my wife had bought $37 worth of tops for the kids. Mm-hmm. Very, very inexpensive, but still we didn't have it in our budget. So mm-hmm. I put it before the Lord, Philippians 4, 6 style. Do not be anxious about anything. And I said, Lord, I don't have this money. Uh, I'm going to rely on you to to, sh- to bring it up. And so I felt at peace. And two days later, I got the electric bill. And in the electric bill was, with the bill, a letter saying, we overcharged our customers. Here is your rebate. And it was for the same amount, $37.
0: Coincidence? Exact amount,
2: two days later. And that was just the first of many, many, many encounters. All right, let's talk
0: more about this on the other side of the break. Exxon Nation, Mark Davidson is our guest. And uh, his website is www dot all right. Do you have your pencils and paper ready for I'll be back on the other side of this break with the news. Don't go away.
1: Let's go.
0: Mark Davidson is our special guest this hour, XO Nation, signpostcom That's F-O-U-R, signpost.com. And uh, Mark, before we went to the commercial break, you were telling us about some of the, the miracles that you've had in your life. And I was wondering, you know, the, the one of the, of the hydro bill, how do we know that mm-hmm. just wasn't sheer coincidence?
2: Could be, could be. I mean, I'm an engineer myself, so I'm, I'm mm-hmm. familiar with, statistics and yeah. probability and so forth, but when you take event after event after event, it just uh, becomes a vanishingly small probability that this could happen. So, Like the time I was up on a mountain in the Bay Area, mm-hmm. uh, a Fellowship of Believers said, you know, hey, you should go walk out in the wilderness by yourself. Learn to hear God's voice, learn to hear His promptings, learn to to uh, c- uh, communicate with Him. So I was out there by myself all day long on a week- weekday. And I was hearing things, and I was thinking about 1 Corinthians 14, 1, things that I think the Lord, in retrospect, was trying to show me. So I finally, at the end of the day, because I still, you know, was still kind of new to all this, I asked the Lord. I said, Lord, would you show me a sign? I think this was just me. I think I'm just here by myself. Would you give me a sign to show me that you're here, that these thoughts were coming from you? And... Um, in Jesus' name, amen. And as soon as I said amen, I heard the squeak of a mountain bike coming down the path. I was surrounded by shrubs and trees, so I couldn't see what was going on. And, and, and so I was kind of facing one way down the trail, and he comes up behind me, this old rickety man on a mountain bike, and he says, of all the things he could say to me, you know, hi, or good morning, or good afternoon, or on your left, or, you know, good day, is it? He says, and you thought you were all alone, huh? So I find that God is a God of timing. He -hmm. gives you exactly what you need, exactly what you want, exactly when you need it.
0: Then why does he favor some over others?
2: I have no idea. I have been wondering, because I don't deserve this, I'm a rotten sinner, at least, you know. uh, There's some things I've, uh, I've done in my life I'm not proud of. So why he would choose me, I have no idea. Well, that's not what why I was getting that's, some and not others. I don't know. That that's
0: not what I was getting at. I was getting at why oh. would he choose certain nations over other nations? You know, that why too. why you know, like mm-hmm. like why does he allow war? We're on the brink of nuclear war right now between the United States and North Korea. We have the the troubles with ISIS. We have people starving all over the world, people who are right. homeless. You know, if I was a god or if I was a creator and I created something, I would do everything I could to make their lives successful, not to punish them for the deeds or the, the past errors of the ways of, of, of other people within their tribe.
2: I believe all of our lives are a test. I believe mm-hmm. these 6,000 years of history are a test. And that when it's all over, said and done, he is the righteous judge, and he will set everything right. And he says many times, especially in Revelation, he will give to everyone everything exactly according to what they have said and done. So uh, in our limited minds, we might think that very same thing. Oh, I'd do everything I could for Mm -hmm. my creation, but we're not God. We don't know. We don't know what his purposes are. But I've found in my years with him now, now almost 20 years, he is a great God, a so, a so good God. And so I trust him completely, that he knows what he's doing. So that's, that's how I, I have to, uh, to take it. I've experienced him firsthand.
0: Why did you write your book?
2: I wrote my book because... Um, I realized that this if if this interpretation is true, Iran's great invasion and the things that were going to happen after it, were all going to happen before the rapture, before the tribulation, and they would be terribly earth-shaking. The economy would uh would tank worse than in 2008. Americans would uh basically be placed in a third-world banana republic basically because the US petrodollar would be smashed. Dollar our dollar would be going into hyperinflation. Uh, because oil would probably be cut off, the price of oil would skyrocket tremendously, that um, Christians in the Church would be confused, people would be confused. And so by knowing that this Iranian invasion is the next sign in Christ's coming, well, that tells, us, tells Christians what they need to know so that they don't have to worry, they don't have to fret. In fact, Jesus said about the wars, he says... Uh, Uh, our English Bible says do not fear but in the Greek it's do not scream in terror so whatever uh, Jesus tells us not to do is because we probably will feel like doing Um, these are going to be truly terrifying events and so I wrote the book because it was a moral imperative to get the word out it's a warning to the church that they don't need to be terrorized they don't need to feel like the world's falling apart but that this is written in God's Word is the next uh, event in God's plan and that they can be a light to the world and continue to spread the gospel continue to witness to people, with the knowledge mm-hmm. that these events were called out in God's Word 2,000 years ago.
0: How come the Church isn't taking the same stand as you are?
2: Because they have been under 18 centuries of popular theology, thinking that the Antichrist was going to be Roman, and I have a full explanation for that, and Daniel revisited. Um, also, things like chapter 8, you know, verses 17, 19, and 26, these visions pretend to the end time. But... In verse 26, it also says, the vision will be sealed until the end time. So the churches have these churches for 18 centuries have been giving these guesses, and we, the church, have been putting weight on those guesses like gospel, and they shouldn't be. Mm -hmm. There's no one who could guess what was going to happen before the sealing ended, or before the, you know, yeah, before the sealing ended.
0: All right, here you are, an engineer who has has, um, enveloped his faith. How can anyone take you and what you are saying as as the truth compared to the established churches?
2: That's a good question. When Iran runs out, when Iran does its invasion,
0: well, what happens that will if? But what, but what happens if Iran doesn't?
2: Then the interpretation's wrong, or it's at the wrong time. In fact, if it turns out to be wrong, let's say Iran gets smashed. Let's say Trump and his army mm-hmm. completely smash the regime, and Iran has no chance of doing any of this. I've told people I will put up on my website a big, fat apology and explain why it was wrong.
0: Will you refund the money to the people who bought your book?
2: I'm broke. I can't. <laughs> However, there has been—I've had outpouring of, of many emails, sometimes dozens, and I've had people tell me this at churches that— uh, the message of the signposts rings true in their heart. I've had email after email telling me people are, have recommitted their life to Christ, they're no longer fence-sitters, that their faith is strengthened, and it's like that's a tremendous blessing for any book to be able to do that, prophecy or not. Um, so we might be onto something. Besides that, the first event did occur. I mean. I came to the point, and this is before George W. Bush made his announcement, I came to the point in early 2003 where I said, well, this seems to be saying that the end-time version of Babylon, Iraq, that something's going to happen to its government, its head, and that it is going to be changed from something beastly to something civilized. Could this be true? And then two weeks later, George W. Bush announced in early March that they were going to march into Iraq, remove Saddam Hussein, and put in a democracy. And to be honest, my, my jolly at the floor. I, uh, I was really shocked. So I thought, I'm on to something here. And so I studied, you know, the Bible with history, uh, scripture to show that uh, the Antichrist will be Muslim, in fact, he will be Syrian, and that uh, Daniel 8, Daniel 7 are all in time. And that Daniel 7, the four beasts, and Daniel 8, the Ram and goat, are actually talking about the same set of events.
0: Based on so, your yeah, turn, based on...
2: So the big test is hmm. Iran's great invasion.
0: All right, but this is based on your research. Yes. Uh, What have other members of the Theological Society said about your book?
2: Well, there haven't been very many, and uh, they have not wanted to read it.
0: What does that tell you?
2: That tells me what some readers have already told me, Mm -hmm. that this is a picture of the ten virgins. The ten virgins are asleep until the end times, and the virgins are not believers. The virgins are churches. And that the lights they hold are not the little lights that theologians tell us they are, but they are lampas in the Greek. They are the torches. So it's a picture of churches. And I don't whether they're spirit-filled, wise, or not spirit-filled, foolish, they are all asleep. And, you know, there has been various denominations that have answered. In fact, I, I am remembering now, uh, there is one denomination in particular whose leaders have uh, accepted this and are checking it out. Um, and then there's other denominations that have said flatly, no, not interested. They won't even check it out. Mm-hmm. The, the
0: fact that, that you are pointing to Syria as the birthplace of the, the, the Antichrist, and you even said that, in your opinion, the Antichrist was going to be Muslim. Isn't, yes. the, isn't this promoting hate?
2: No. Um, it's just promoting truth actually. But
0: what is you uh, know, hate
2: hate you can say hate. You don't want to have hate toward individuals. You know, if Islam is the religion of antichrist, that's not that's not saying that all Muslims are automatically are automatically nailed to that uh, that situation. But, no. But they, what gives you the right they can what repent gives to, you, turn to Christ.
0: What gives you the right to say that Islam, you know, is is the religion of the Antichrist?
2: Daniel 11.: uh, No no, 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 it? no.
0: All right. We're talking about apples and oranges here. We're talking okay. about a book that was written. The, the, the Christians and the Muslims have always been at war.: This is no secret. Yes. So for somebody who is a believer in God to write in a book that Mus- you know the Muslims are the, 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 the nation of the Antichrist. You know that that that's just sheer propaganda. Where is the I'm not saying the Muslims are.
2: I'm saying the Islamic realm is.
0: Well, what's the difference between the Muslims and the uh, the Islamic
2: realm? The Islamic realm is a nation. It's a kingdom.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Muslims are people. That's different. God did not save nations. God saved people.
0: He also killed a lot of people. Well. I, you know, and this the, something... promise,
2: the promised land was separate from the rest of the world. The promised land was land that was set aside by God specifically, and for whatever reason, mm-hmm. out of the 100, 200, 300 children of Noah, grandchildren of Noah, great-grandchildren of Noah, he chose Abraham and the Jews to be the carrier of his word, why to didn't, occupy why, why that didn't special he, piece of land. Why
0: didn't he choose a Christian? I don't know. Doesn't that, doesn't that concern you that, that you're out there promoting... All. A god that has chosen another race than yours?
2: No. Why? Doesn't bother me in the least. Why not? Because I know my Lord. I follow Him, and His uh, His wisdom and mm-hmm. His ways are uh, have been seen as being very good for me for my life. I know He's real. I know, know that the what Bible, he says in the Bible is, is real.
0: Doesn't the Bible also say that in the end times beware of many false prophets?
2: Yes, yes, it does.
0: So how do we know you're not being coaxed or coerced by a false prophet?
2: There is no way I can, I guess I can show it. Um, I don't claim to be a prophet. No, I no, not only you. I you. An interpreter of God's Word, that's all. I may be wrong, mm-hmm. but uh, we'll see. Now, the one problem I have with mm-hmm. people acting or, or thinking this way... All right, hold on, we've got, that,
0: to, we've got to take our final break. Hold on, I don't okay. want to interrupt you on this one. All right, Exonation, um, Mark Davidson is our guest, www.foursignpost.com, and we'll be back on the other side of this break as we wrap up this hour here in the Exxon from our broadcast center in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Whether you're a skeptic or a believer, send me your email, exon at TV.com. Tell me what you think. Are you a believer or are you a skeptic? I'll be back, Wayne. excellent nation mark davidson is our special guest www.forsignpost.com and uh, mark before you we went to the break you were just going to start saying something that uh something to the effect that when people start talking to you this way and i'd like you to continue please
2: sure uh this next event iran's great invasion i believe is not Uh just going to be some armchair event you know so far we Americans got to sit in our armchairs and watch Israel become a nation, and say that was fulfilled prophecy, and and watch the Temple Mount get uh, taken by the Israelis, and say oh that was more fulfilled prophecy, and even the uh, if you believe the signpost interpretation, even Iraq becoming a democracy, oh fulfilled prophecy, and just sit comfortably comfortably in our armchairs. But this next event will not be like that. This next event requires you to be mentally prepared, to that you know what this is, because it's going to be very different, spiritually prepared, that the Lord, the God of heaven, the living God, is your God, that you are following Christ, and that you are physically prepared for however he might show you to be. I mean, if you're to be a Joseph, per se, and store up food, prepper, or gold, or whatever, mm-hmm. um, start, a, start your own farm. The point is that this event will be very, very different. And if you're just going to wait around solely to see, well, we'll see this happens, Mm -hmm. um, you you might regret not having prepared.
0: Well, let me ask you something here, Mark. Sure. If God is the all-powerful creator that that you believe he is, and like I said, I, I have nothing against people who believe. I think it's wonderful, because belief is the strongest power in the universe. Why doesn't God... Intervene at this point? I mean, besides for the old line, well, you know, everybody's got free will, and I don't buy that at all. I think that's a great escape clause. Why doesn't he intervene? Get rid of the bad guys so that the good guys can carry on and worship him.
2: He will when he returns.
0: Why? why is he waiting? Why did he let it go? This? Why did he let it's, it go this far? He is God. We are not. But doesn't that? Don't these questions? Don't these questions? get to you, like, it's easy to say, I don't know, he's God. Mm-hmm. I don't know, mm-hmm. he's God, in his time. His these, are, these are escape clauses. Why can't anyone who believes as hard and as dedicated as you do have answers? Is part of being a believer that you just don't ask these questions that you're like? Well, is that what the Bible it, means by, the well, Lord is my... Wait a sec, hold the, on here, hold on picture. here. Whoa, 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 hold on here. Okay. Is that what the Bible means, that the Lord is my shepherd? Are we sheep? Are we supposed to follow blindly? Yes. We're morons. We're zombies. We're, we're slaves. We don't have any brains. Is that... The bu- you know, that makes no sense to me, and I think that anyone who can rationally think and, and who wants to progress in anything needs to think for themselves. Like, we're not sheep yes. anymore. We don't need a shepherd.
2: We, people may think that. Uh, I know I was going down a, a bad path, a path that just was leading to nowhere. But, uh,
0: but uh, all right, no, no disrespect here. But what about sure. the rest of us who, who have a progressive track that, that we work on? We're dedicated. We're good people. And Mm -hmm. we don't slide backwards. We keep going forward because of the determination and the drive within each and every one of us. You know...
2: We all all need a Savior. We all do. And we're all evil. You say good people. There's none of us that are good. We're all evil. Man is born sinful.
0: Oh, come off it. Come off it. Come off it. You're going to tell me that a child that is brand new is born sinful? What a bunch of bunk. Come on. How can a child who is just born be sinful?
2: I didn't say he would be damned. I'm saying he is sinful. Well, what is sinful? How would you describe... Not going God's way. Not doing things God's way.
0: So it's God's way or the highway.
2: That's right. That's right.
0: I don't understand people who believe blindly like you. I really don't. Okay. I, I really don't, because... You know, I I agree that there is something out there, but be damned if I will follow blindly, because you never know who you're following.
2: Ask ask, Ask him, ask the Lord to reveal himself to you. Ask him to show up, to show you how he works, and have a sensitive, open, soft heart to receive what might happen.
0: Do you know how many people do that each and every day who are dying in hospices, who, who have yeah. for no reason at all done everything except be this Christian or this follower or this Catholic in order to please a God that doesn't give them a chance? Do you know how many people, well, well, if that happens to a day, what, just on the sure. hypo- hypothesis that they get into an imaginary land called heaven?
2: Well, well. I know a lot of pastors say, oh, you accept the, accept the Lord and you'll be in heaven forever. No, you won't be in heaven forever, because you, we have his promise that when he returns, we will be changed. We will have immortal, strong, never aging, never sick bodies.
0: That's a great um, story.
2: It's a great story. Uh-huh.
0: But when push comes oh, to shove, well, that's because you want to, and like I said... No disrespect to you or for other people who believe sure. as wholeheartedly as you do. But I, as someone who needs to see the proof, mm-hmm. I've seen a lot of proof to to prove the contrary of what you've been talking about this hour. I've seen a lot of proof like that. I've, I'm an ex-cop, ex-criminal investigator. And I've okay. seen the worst side of mankind that anyone wants to see. And I have never been I'll to bet. a war theater. Yeah. And I'm sure that the men and women who serve our countries with pride and dignity, who have gone to these theaters of conflict, put their lives on the line. They've seen a lot more than I could ever imagine. And yet, all the carnage, all the destruction, all the hate has been allowed to happen by a God, a deity, a leader, a creator that so many people want to be real. It just baffles my mind.
2: I don't know his ways or why he does what he does, why he intervenes here and not there, mm-hmm. um, but I do believe that he is running this whole history to try to bring to him as many human beings as possible.
0: But all he has because to do he is He didn't he
2: didn't want he didn't want angels following him like automatons. He mm-hmm. wanted individual people with the freedom to choose, and so he chose human beings. And most choose not to follow him. Others will, and he's trying to get as many as possible to follow him. And that's what our history is.
0: In your opinion, all about. is it the weak? That in my fo- opinion. In your opinion, is it the weak that follow him or the strong?
2: All. Any.
0: No, no, no. Strength
2: no. or weakness doesn't matter.
0: Oh, sure it does. Because if you're a strong person, and you believe in yourself. I've see, You know, this is this is what okay. makes this is what makes a person a success. A weak person is a follower and will go into these uh, different, uh, these different, um, I'm trying to be polite here, these different uh, self-help groups will cling to other people who, like themselves, are looking for the leader because they cannot lead themselves. So this is what I mean. Are the people who follow and believe, are they weak or are they strong?
2: I suppose they would be weak. God himself said that uh, uh, his power is made perfect Mm -hmm. in weakness.
0: So why would a God or a Creator allow his followers to be weak? Once again, it makes no sense.
2: Because he can intervene.
0: Why why doesn't he?
2: I believe he does. He's intervened for me.
0: Well, once again, what you consider to be intervention, divine intervention... The two, you know, the two examples that, that you've been kind enough to share with us, to me, are coincidence. A guy on a mountain bike says, okay, and you're in the middle of the mountains, and you have said something in, in, your, in your heart to, to somebody that you're asking for validation. A guy on a motorcycle, an old guy, comes up to you and says, huh, I bet you thought you were alone. Well, of course you thought you were alone. You're in the middle of the mountains. okay. But to do it at that second, it's do it at the very moment, I said coincidence,
2: I don't the care. The from this bike shows up. I, I out, of, out of all the minutes in the day. I don't
0: look at that as a miracle.
2: For it to be that moment.
0: You know, it's it's in a matter of interpretation. It's your need sure. to have the miracle. It's your desire to have the miracle. You know, just like people say that they, you know, I heard God talking to me in in, in the wind. Okay, good for you. Mm-hmm. But once again, it's a matter of belief. Um, all, all I can say is that I, 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 I wish you continued success, um, but I think you've let's got wait, a real hard sell. See,
2: let's wait and see what happens with Iran.
0: I'm more concerned about Korea than I am about sure. Iran. And how come there's nothing mentioned in the Bible about Iran you know And you mean and
2: about North Korea?
0: North Korea? Yeah, I'm sorry.
2: Yeah. because it's not the Middle East.
0: That's right. Exactly. So you cannot put however, a glo- wait a sec, a global effect onto yes. a part of the world that has been centered out by a deity who refuses to show himself except to the weak and those who follow or believe. And once again, the question is, how do you know that? Your interpretation, or who you are seeing, or who you are following, is not a false prophet as described in the book of Revelation that you have been talking about tonight. Many questions I've asked you, but I have not heard any answers except the biblical references that you have been making over the past hour. Exo Nation, I'll be back on the other side of this break as we continue. Here in the Zone from our broadcast center in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada, send me your email if you're a believer or a skeptic. Zone at com.